0: Welcome to the final live peewee That we will also reopen restaurants and pubs. Hallelujah. The wearing of face coverings in shops in
1: England will become compulsory from midnight.
2: Black lives Black lives Black lives
1: we drove for roughly half an hour and ended up on the outskirts of Barncastle
2: Town.
3: I got into a different kind of entanglement
1: did you see 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 hello and welcome to did you see a podcast where we catch up on all the things we saw this week i'm your host talan aslanian and i'm here with pippa smith hello sophia miller
2: hiya
1: and rose lander hello we're four socially distant journalists but despite being stuck inside, we can't tear ourselves away from all the madness on our screens. In the week where pubs had to close at 10pm in England, did you see everything that happened? The UK launched its Track and Trace app, finally. We officially entered autumn. And everyone's favourite programme, The Great British Bake Off, finally came back on TV. Did you see that, guys? Woo-hoo! Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. We had to whoop that. Whoop. Um it was
3: a bit it was a bit dramatic though, because uh just like the day that it was um on, they decided to oh do God. a Boris Johnson broadcast <sighs> at the same time when we were all like, What are we gonna watch as journalists and cake lovers? Um but thankfully Channel Four moved it back <laughs> fifteen minutes so everybody could watch I mean, both.
0: If I had to choose. <laughs> I know which one I would be going for. To be honest with you, I was actually outraged that they decided to do it at eight
2: o'clock. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, to it's like they didn't fair, realize.
1: I think all of Boris them have done eight, it. But exactly, right? Yeah, they should think about these things. I
0: know. Mm. And they're they're taking away so many things we love. Why do they have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> why do they have to take that from this us? Is too. One step too and far. I know so like I know and obviously okay, so it was just delayed by ten minutes or something. But we were recording it because my mum was teaching a class at the same time. And luckily I had the foresight. To remember to record the next program as well, because what happens on our, our recording system is that it just records what's already in the schedule. It it does it doesn't react to any changes. Oh it doesn't know instinctively god. what's the Bake Off, so it just records eight to nine done. So I was like, oh my <laughs> god, we've got <laughs> to record kind of the next program. System is and this? yeah, I I know oh that's man. like know you're day going day, back to like so the days of setting your
3: VCR. Like that's yeah that's archaic, and, Rose.
0: Like, yeah, yeah. And I wonder how many people, how many people had yeah. that issue but forgot mm. to record. Well, you know what program, I was thinking?
1: You know? With our insight of um, journalism and newsrooms, I was wondering what Channel Four News were doing with the fact that they had to extend the program by fifteen minutes. I'm sure they probably, <laughs> well, they probably were showing the Prime Minister actually. How is that going to work for them? But I thought it was weird
3: because it was 15 minutes, right? And then it was the same on um, BBC. They did like an extra program to like incorporate it. But the statement only lasted five minutes. So then they had the reaction of like 10 minutes of programming, which is like... He didn't really actually say anything of substance we that we didn't anything. already know from no. the early stages to the comments. Exactly,
1: exactly. So I, actually
3: really I just didn't saw Hugh be like, now let's have the reaction. Yeah. And I was like, well, what are you gonna
2: say? It was very dumb. It's like the way that like every other like part of the UK It's like, Scotland's like full lockdown. Wales is like, we're locking down really like big parts. And then England's like, fine, rule of six, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: Um, I know, and I was thinking about it, and literally none of it is going to affect me at all. Like I don't remember the last time I stayed at a pub until (laughs) (laughs) 10pm. Yeah, it's true.
3: (laughs) To Um, be
1: fair, though, let's think of the poor people of Liverpool, the poor people of Manchester. Yeah,
2: who (laughs) really are. That's That's sad.
3: They're doing the good work, and it will be us soon anyway. I have a very important question about Boris Johnson's speech, which is, um, what does a stitch in time saves nine. Meme. I googled and it along I'm with the very whole entire good at country. i idioms, as we know. Like, I, I always are, say idioms yes. that no one else has ever heard. And I've never heard anyone say a stitch in time saves nine. And he said it like four times over a few days. So oh, exactly, I heard
1: a, a quite a few people saying that over a, a few days. And then in, he said it in the speech. And I saw this tweet, which was actually really funny. It was people, it was a an image of Google Trends. And that phrase, (laughs) the like the graph line had just shot up because everyone was Googling what that meant. Basically, what it means (laughs) is if you take the short term pain, you'll get the long term gain. Um, That rhymes too. That's a much better phrase than whatever the other one was. Yeah, makes far more
2: sense. I should be the prime minister. I I was like, what? I I feel like Boris Johnson is just trying to make fetch happen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: but but can we circle back around to the bake-off because um you know i know we've been talking for a long time already but the bake-off is far more important oh my god the (laughs) drama within in
3: the open (laughs) title sequence okay spoiler alert i was already like this is gonna be brilliant (laughs) yeah and the the shot of the have you has everyone seen it before i do this yes okay yeah the shot (laughs) of the upside down <laughs> pineapple cakes on the floor. Oh, wow. I was like, and then know. the whole way through that challenge, I was literally sat there and I was holding Henry's knee like, in a minute, someone's going to knock <laughs> someone on the
1: floor. I
2: can't you, wait. You knew it was happening, but you didn't
1: know when. It was so crazy. I
2: feel like there have been three specific dramas that have stuck in my head for Bake Off. And that is Custard Gate. Yeah. Baked Alaska Bake. Uh, Gate, yeah. And now this.
1: What was Custard Gate? Was... I don't remember Custard Gate. You oh, don't remember when Custard Gate. G- 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 <laughs> Which series oh, was video. that? Who won that series? Early,
2: don't early don't series. It was basically one person accidentally used another person's custard <laughs> oh, instead of dear. their own. And like, this person's custard was amazing and the other person's custard was rubbish. I think I remember. And then the person that was like, their custard was amazing and they spent so much time on it, got it was so pissed off. You could see it in their eyes. <laughs> so <laughs> so they had so to brilliant. like
3: judge the trifles as like this bit's this guy's and then the custard is this woman's and then this this trifle, that's that's his
2: custard. What a but it's shit her. show.
1: It's, it was,
2: it was <laughs> well, a shit it show. Was, it yeah. was
1: really yeah. <laughs> My favourite bit about um, the pi- upside pineapple whatever cake scandal pineapple gate pineapple gate that's what we're calling it was mm. alex going at the end he goes you know accidents happen but his eyes are dead <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he was he not was not and he goes it he happens don't worry about it it happens although i
3: have to say he we didn't we didn't actually warm to him that much yeah we, we weren't
1: we i weren't that know. worried because
3: we, we weren't invested in him as a character no. so as i don't think he's going to be there that long uh, accident no. or no accent, and she was so she was very apologetic
0: she was so yeah. lovely oh my and God. he wasn't as f- like he should have been more yeah, in his yeah i thought that but then i thought if it were me
3: it's I hard would isn't it
0: apoplectic.
1: but you think <laughs> in the spirit of bake-off you'd be a bit you'd be a bit warmer <laughs> you would
3: but like you've just spent two hours making yeah, fair, things like, and someone and obviously it wasn't her paper. fault i wouldn't have been angry at her but i would have just been like so I'm, like, upset. I would have cried, also, basically.
0: They still got to taste yeah, one whole true. one that was
2: unaffected. So I don't really know That's why true. he was But it's more upset. like I think if it's just I was baking kind, a know, cake in my kitchen and then one of my Ooh. housemates came in and just was washing up or something and just knocked my cake onto the floor, like, I don't care if it was an accident, I would still be really upset. Also,
1: <laughs> like, completely valid, she dribble. was being very... She was being so careless <laughs> as well, though. Like, yeah, who's flapping their arms dramatic. around all of those yeah. cakes? Stop I've it. I always
3: thought, though, that <laughs> that this was an accident waiting to happen because they all sort of yeah. converge around yeah. that table. There should yeah. be some sort of system for... Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there should. i the Why right it not happened happen before? before. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: they just queued yeah. and came up one one at a time and rather all, than yeah
0: strange if they got called up yeah yes why it's just and i'm and i'm not one to victim blame but i do think that the man should have been standing a little bit further back i I mean
1: i only watched it once this sounds like you guys went and watched it a few times
0: (laughs) (laughs) no just just once but i just have a lot of well, i saw it once and then i saw it on
3: goggle box um so i've seen it twice and i still think the same thing the second time around
1: well, <laughs> I think that we're never going to stop talking about this, so we should definitely yeah, this is move be a regular
2: feature at the beginning of our podcast. now. We
1: should every just week. have a Bake Off section at the beginning. Of maybe the we should have just made this a Bake Off yeah. podcast.
3: Maybe we should. Maybe we, <laughs> we should have gone back through the original episodes. Like we could. Do- maybe this is a Splinter podcast of us just analysing every episode of Bake Off ever.
1: Should we actually do that? Should we do I two think, yeah, episodes a week? To that yeah <laughs> no
2: yeah series one,
1: episode I, would, one. <laughs> I would be so i would be so up for that
2: the idea of going back to the
0: beginning is so is so good because that's first what series that's, is people do that well. with like look other, at us all
3: about things yeah i like the debates. first series is completely different and a strange experience to the current i like current this format. i like it's this very different. already
2: guys
0: Okay, I haven't so seen. So they that. travel around the
3: country to Wait, different what are you places about? in their tent. This is the Besties? first series of Bake Off. What? They travel around the country <laughs> in the tent. I'm not joking. And the <laughs> and the like themes of the week are like themed to the area. If you see what I mean. So like they're in. Oh like, wow, that know. was
1: creative.
3: <laughs> they're in, they're in wherever they make Melton Mowbray pies pork pies Melton mowbray, <laughs> mowbray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they make the pork pies or i don't know if that's actually what happens but it's it's like themed to, and it's like not wow. very good they're not very good bakers for a start and like it's just not very good but that's quite Hilarious. standard isn't it for lots of Let's programs like they they come
1: into their own in the second third. guys we'll take yeah. this offline this is incredible <laughs> we're going to we're going to do this podcast but I'm in so the bad, meantime In the meantime, if you want to hear any of our other opinions about bake-off or any other news items, because there are other things going on in the world, believe it or not, mm-hmm. make sure to subscribe Ish. to us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. We're at DYS underscore podcast. Let's get started, because we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> Rose, what did you see this week?
0: Oh, well oh, that took me oh. by surprise. Um did did you see the medal winning landmine clearing I rat?
1: did see this but we all want to hear he's more. He's
0: so cute. Yeah, he's so cute and I am not one to like rats but he is very adorable and he looks so cute with his little medal on. So he's called Magawa and he won uh, he was given a medal by and um, the vet charity PDSA. Um I don't know what that stands for
3: people's dispensary for sick animals. Well, All right mate.
1: Really? That's not really catchy, <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, it's just
3: like Really? It's a very historic charity. Not catchy. That's why.
0: <clears throat> so, um he Magawa is an African giant pouched rat and um he has sniffed out 39 landmines and 28 unexploded munitions during his esteemed career. Um and he's got the gold medal for life-saving devotion to duty in the location and clearance of deadly landmines in Cambodia. Um and where there are six million landmines. Um and um thirty animals in the past have won this gold medal, but he's the first rat to win it. Um and he's he's seven years old and he's been trained up by a charity called Apopo, um based in Tanzania. And um, they train for one year and then they go and they sniff out, so they're trained to sniff out the chemical that's found in the landmine and then they scratch it to alert their, their human colleagues. Um, and it's basically just like a much faster system than using any other kind of like metal detector kind of technology. Is the rat at um, risk? I, I doubt it. Because I so think bas- small, I basically. imagine what it is is that he's too small to yeah to trigger anything, okay. is what then I, I c- think. I can condone um,
3: this this use of the rat.
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, if PDSA yeah um, condone it, then I'm sure we can condone it. So. I
3: actually love rats. I actually think well, Do like you? obviously I don't want like a really disease ridden rat in my like house, but that's if <laughs> I see it as it's not the rat's fault that they're disease ridden like as animals I think they're really mm. cute um I think they're yeah. like they're very clever um and I just think they're really yeah. cool um I just think it's yeah. unfortunate that where they like to live or where they thrived means that they're kind of a bit a bit verminy um and I yeah I wouldn't really want one like loose in my kitchen but I I think they're really cute but if you had a pet I'd have where a pet you rat where definitely been, yeah but- I'd have it. Oh, you I thought you said you did no, have one. No, I, I would have one. <laughs> I, I don't like have this. one currently. Well, my
1: friend had a mouse in her garden and I was uh, there and I saw the mouse and I went, "Oh, look, it's a mouse." And she was very disgusted by the mouse. I know it's different from a rat, but I think some people just really don't like them and then others are like okay about it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm okay. Mice are so they are. cute. We had a mouse like, in our house ridiculous ridiculous. last year. Um
3: and I thought it was really cute, but apparently we had to call the uh, the pest control.
1: I mean, you do, um, but we, they we, are we cute. did
3: because no. we didn't want like a whole colony of mice in in the house. But was it just, just one, one mouse? Yeah, um, I don't know where it came from. And you
2: called
0: out pest control? Well, no, house? just like the
3: the pest person from our management company, and he came and caught it and took it away and released it outside. So.
1: Aww. It was all fine. Awesome.
0: Yeah, we we've done so. My we used to get mice in our attic in the last place that we lived, and um, my dad like ha- had a way of catch of catching them like without hurting them. And I went with him one time to release it back into the wild, and it was very it was quite special. Mm. Like I felt quite moved by it, like taking this little tiny cute little thing out, and we, and it was night time, and we took him out to the park and like
2: watched him scurry away. We've
3: so
0: had cute. that experience, but mostly because the cats have brought them in. And release them.
3: And to be fair, when they do that, that that's quite a terrifying experience. When they're alive,
2: I think Um, just on the subject of sniffing out landmines, I saw something very similar this week. (laughs) Yeah, where dogs, (laughs) certain dogs, and they're trialing it in airports at the moment, can smell coronavirus, and so far they have a hundred percent accuracy. Dogs are that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But do you know
0: what? It's interesting you say that because on on the article I was reading about this rat it says that rats are used to sniff out tuberculosis as well as landmines. Well, the thing
2: is, like some animals, so like the dogs before can they can if they're specially trained can like notice things like I think Parkinson's as well and things like that. Whoa! Um, they can That's sense so it. And so at the moment they're trialing it with coronavirus, and they found that so far. I mean, it's still in trial. So that like, I don't know what the results gonna be yet, but the they're saying that so far, if this becomes like a way to test it, it could be cheap, much cheaper than testing and much faster.
1: I mean, I know we're all crazy right now, but that just seems like another level. But if it works, it works. <laughs> okay, well, I like that we had our animal segment because we can not do this episode <laughs> without doing that. <laughs> Sophia, what did you see this week? Did you see
2: that there's been a change to the government's coronavirus sex rules?
3: No. (laughs) I didn't know that there were sex rules until you brought
2: it up. I (laughs) mean, you and me both. So basically, now with the new regulations coming in, couples that don't live together can now meet up for sex. But casual sex is still banned because. You can't you can't wear you can't wear trainers or jeans or whatever. It needs to be very formal sex or no sex at all. (laughs) (laughs) So I I just found this just uh, hilarious that this is a thing and that the government are trying to like crack down on people's sex lives and the guidance is just so funny. So like the BBC have done an article about it explaining (laughs) like people in established relationship, although it's very unclear what established relationship means um Mm. they are allowed to meet up now and they're allowed to have sex but the terence higgins trust published advice um and saying that um yeah yeah it's fine to meet up with your partner and have sex but they advise no kissing to wear a mask and to use positions where you're not (laughs) face to face (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I just, that is just, just so bizarre. Very, like, just, oh. that just sounds strange. Um, and that this is on a BBC article. I am reading, I'm quoting.
3: The Masturbation, the wrote sex
2: toys, or having phone or online sex are recommended as the safest options. Uh, what? Who we'll we'll recommends oh. it? <laughs>
0: That's so funny. Did you see um, the clip of Kay Burley from Sky no, interviewing? Matt I
1: didn't, about but I wish it? I had. Because it's yeah,
0: go go find it, or we'll put it on our Twitter And um, basically, she. Because, yes, this, it is hilarious. And when she was asking him the questions, he was squirming and giggling, which was kind of funny. But at the same time, it does have, like, a serious element to it. Because, like, she was basically trying to pin him down on what is mm. an established relationship. And he couldn't explain, like, he couldn't. And, she, and there was this sort of moment where he was, like, they both agreed that, like, him and his wife were in an <laughs> established relationship. And she was like, yeah, 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 but what, you know, of course, what but what about other people, be- yeah. you know. Is it established after you've been on a couple of dates? Is it established after you say I love you? Is it established after six months? Like how? And she was basically saying like it's going to give you room to. It's going to give people room to flout the rules. And he was like, Well, I wouldn't condone flouting the rules, but he couldn't say what it was. So like, I saw so this. Funny. This is the crux of the issue, right?
3: So I saw this on Twitter, and it's a I think
0: a YouGov. It looks poll.
3: like
1: YouGov, yeah.
3: It's YouGov poll on what people think is an established relationship so maybe I'll 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 say a few of these and we can look at how many people think this so if you've been dating for a year or more 84% of people think that's an established relationship what I think is surprising though is that 16% of people think that isn't <laughs> yeah. an established relationship <laughs> I wasn't thinking so about that 16% of people think that if you've been <laughs> dating for a year or more currently you can't like go and meet up and have some intimate time with your with your other half, which I think is a little bit extreme. Um, so weird, So it, it goes yeah. down sort of, uh, I guess, in in like kind of seriousness. So, yeah. So <laughs> if you said you love each other, 60% of people think that's an established relationship.
2: 60? Um, 60%? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Although I guess some people might just
3: be like, I
2: love you. I forgot um, that I tell everyone I love them.
0: There are... There are some seriously emotionally
2: disturbed yeah, people out yeah. there. <laughs> um, those, so are, those are the kinds of people that will be putting a face mask on during sex.
3: If you have your own toothbrush in their house, uh, 51% of people think that that means that it's a serious relationship. Um, I think that that's quite established, but not like massively established, because I think but I how, had a toothbrush in my boyfriend's house quite early. Mm, so 51% of people think that that means... No but, but you're This is so interesting.
1: If you refer to them as your boyfriend or girlfriend, 66% of people think that's an established relationship. See, that's Would that's you not say
3: established?
1: But that when is you had
3: absolutely established. I, how is it oh my,
2: 60? Yeah,
3: but you some people would say that it's your boyfriend Go on, talent, like talent. You gonna I was going to
1: say um when you had a toothbrush, your own tube, toothbrush <laughs> at your then thing's house, it was that Were they your boyfriend or, like, was that before or after? Because, honestly... Not officially, no. No. I I am, honestly, slightly mind-boggled. I also love that this is actually genuinely quite serious. If you've met their parents, 42% think that's an established relationship. I would say that goes higher than that. That's interesting. I feel like there's a good 40%
2: of people, apparently, that don't think it's an established relationship until, like, you've got a ring on it. Like... yeah apparently so yeah I wonder
3: (laughs) who they are I think I think the older you I think the older you are the more you'll probably think that like because I think I guess things have changed a little bit like you've got to remember like even our parents generation like often they got like married like in their like early 20s and like didn't really well live together before they were married or anything like that so I think Mm. I think but even
0: before even before that stage like when I was you know even I was gonna say when I was growing up but even now like when my parents are listening to me talk about like my friends who they're seeing or when I was younger like and I would say like oh it's a thing and they would be like they were so baffled at how long that process would go on for before you came boyfriend and girlfriend because in their day it's like basically as soon as you went on a date they were your boyfriend like that's true. And and now we're like, oh, we're seeing each other, we're messaging, we're talking, yeah. we're dating, we're f- it's a thing, it's a- and like, it takes so yeah. long.
3: I think <laughs> the goalposts have moved somewhat, but, basically. Um, It's all a bit strange. Yeah. So, according it's to this as well, 5% strange. of people think you're in an established relationship if you've been on one date with someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: That's Rose's mum and dad so they can go Yeah and that's that's I think these people
3: These people <laughs> Clearly They would just like To oh have sex goodness. Um. Uh, yeah Yeah Why not um, <laughs> And like Honestly Like oh, it God. is kind of strange Isn't it That we've got into a world Where we're talking about this Like because in normal times I'd be like Do whatever you want Because like It's up to you I'm not gonna Slut yeah. shame yeah. anyone well, government Obviously But
1: we we're not yeah. having this conversation in a but normal like, world. It's the
3: fact that it's now, like... It's essentially, like, part of the, like, the guidance. It's part of, like, life. Whether yeah, it's, like, it's morally weird. okay to have Just, sex with somebody. No. But
0: I guess, in a way, it's kind of... Even though I'm sort of jumping at it because it's kind of weird and, like, what how, we don't how can we tell what's an established relationship? And it makes it sound like the government's telling us who we can and can't have sex with. But in a way, it's positive because I guess before... There was nothing. There was nothing. Like, before it was, like, all the single single people who were dating or lived apart from their boyfriend or girlfriend, like, they couldn't go and see Mm. that person. So, like, at least it's moving in the right direction where, like, they're acknowledging that, like, there are different types of relationships. Not everyone lives with the person they're intimate with. So I guess it's, like, they're trying to address that. I
3: think as well, like, we've got to address that, like, I think not... So this established relationship, I think what that does is it means that like, there's a there's a future, like if, if you're single now, you don't have to think I've got to be single until the end of this pandemic, because you could get to a point where you feel like you're in an established relationship with somebody and then it's like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just bizarre, isn't That's it? That's true. I feel like it's just um, a matter then of then common the, the sense, thing that-
2: I think this kind of regulation is put mm. in so that people aren't having, and I think what they mean by casual sex, even though I, have been just absolutely like <laughs> taking the piss out of it and being like, oh, gonna... no trainers allowed. <laughs> um, the, I think the idea is you're not having a lot of sex with a lot of different people. cuz which is fair. Yeah. That will, help yeah. That will spread that's... virus.
0: But then, yeah it's fair enough but then also it's so discriminatory against like single people Mm. who who like a healthy like who want to have a lot of sex into just because it makes them feel good it's good for their mental health it's good for their connections with humans like this you know that's the society that we live in now so it's kind of sad that like there's a whole bunch of people who are missing out on that side of their life including (laughs) freshers yeah
2: well I just want to say actually for safety reasons just because we're a responsible podcast this is only for areas <laughs> where lock- only the rule of six is in place still, not in areas that are in lockdown. Yeah. Just FYI, th- this rule doesn't just suddenly mean that you're in no, sex in lockdown because <laughs> you're in an established relationship. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I think, as with many things, it seems like it's, it's very complicated and I think that most people will just do whatever they think is right. Yeah regardless of the Mm. rules. Well, I just think um, we
1: should move on to something less complicated.
3: Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's
3: bring some simplicity into life. And
1: I've got, I think Pippa's got the answer. Pippa, what did you (laughs) see this week?
3: Did you see that uh, Waitrose have started selling uh, autumn bouquets, uh, which consist of (laughs) a bunch of uh, leaves autumn leaves uh for six pounds uh this week or well, possibly before but people have noticed it this week uh so it's called autumn seasonal foliage uh it's available in their flower department. <laughs> uh it sent, like it literally I is. i just
1: clicked on the photo
3: and it, a bunch of leaves she is and six just green pounds. leaves not even like
1: nice ones
3: there's there's a notice on the on the on the I was about to say flowers but they're not on the leaves which says that they will only they're probably only guaranteed to last for five days, um because they're leaves, um, <laughs> five days. <laughs> uh So it's caused a bit of a Ferrari, <laughs> Ferrari is that how you say it? I never know. Um on Twitter because Ferrari, maybe Ferrari, I've always said Ferrari, but never I don't know. You um, know what?
2: I'm no, looking at the the picture now
3: and they do look very nice. No, very nice. No, what do you mean? no. But I wouldn't want I don't want bits of tree in my house like I can get
1: how someone who's very aesthetically up there yeah. would like to have those but equally you could just go to a park and get them like seriously. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Although I I I don't think we should encourage people to just randomly take things from the environment because I think there's a lot of that at the moment and I don't <laughs> I don't I'm not a fan of that. I mean, like would people... you rather
1: a company was making money out oh, of taking no, things no, from the environment? No.
3: Or would you rather people... people just took
1: from the environment?
3: Well, I would rather people just thought yeah. it's weird to cut a bit <laughs> off a tree. And put it in a vase of water in my house, like. What if they wanted to that... grow another tree, but they just didn't know the ways? Well, that's a cutting. That's the I, I can advise on how
0: best to achieve
3: that. <laughs> um,
0: but I thought I imagine that we, we're talking about picking up yes, leaves from, from the, the ground.
3: ground. Fine, but not. But you from can't the put those part. in I mean, a vase. But
0: before they get,
1: yeah, unless why? they're already connected to the stem slash branch situation.
0: Wait, so
3: are these wait, disconnected wait, 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 wait. leaves, I or are these no, 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 these, no. these Is are like I would say these they're are they're like baby
1: branches, you know? Of
3: it's Twig, like that's off it, twig. Oh. Yeah.
1: Sorry, it's I forgot trillings. it was called a twig. Called it a baby branch. <laughs> a baby branch.
2: <laughs> a baby branch. Oh, um, <laughs> that's so wholesome.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. But
3: I mean, but people do it with like lots of things. So, like, lots of people take rocks and stones from beaches, and you're not
1: supposed to. You know, you're You're not
3: supposed to. to. I I just want to. I feel like we should live
1: life a little bit. You can take a rock.
0: Take (laughs)
1: only photographs and leave only. I feel like you can take a pebble. There you go. You can
0: take a
3: pebble. Like, but if everybody takes a pebble, there'll be no pebbles
1: left. (laughs) Well, not everyone's going to take a pebble because the parents. That's definitely not true. Parents will go, you don't need more than one pebble. And the child will go, no, I want more. But they won't be allowed to take more than one pebble.
3: I used to like collecting pine cones when I was younger as well. No, well, you can just take whatever you like. Don't cut anything off anything. But also don't buy bunches of leaves well, do what you like really, but I'd six I i do not think you're getting yeah. value for do money. What you, like, you know but what, don't. I've got a bush yeah, outside you know that what?
2: looks exactly the same. You're welcome to come over and take some leaves. Yeah, exactly. I won't charge you it's it's just...
3: trim. <laughs> I Something think though place. this as you say, there will be some people who are quite aesthetically minded who like to sort of um decorate their have you noticed that people have started decorating their home for the seasons like other than like just Christmas? Mm. Like they might Zoella. I, our house is like, it's the same for about 11 months of the year plus an extra like week.
1: Yeah. And then for
3: three weeks at Christmas, it gets decorated in Christmas stuff. Yeah. And other than yeah. that, the occasional bunch of flowers, that's it. That's it. The occasional but birthday now, card array. Yeah. This, this like autumnal styling, and people buy bloody warty gourds and bits of foliage <laughs> to decorate their house. I just don't understand it.
0: People have too much time on their hands. <laughs> I wonder and, why
2: lockdown I. yeah it's true <laughs> it's
3: true and like i love autumn um i really find it really cozy and i like i like to see the leaves going and i love the aesthetic of it but i don't feel i need it inside my house
0: like i just don't
3: mm. i don't
0: care well enough. i think um that if you do then what would be nice and fun which i haven't done for ages is to press <gasps> leave yeah. like leaves and flowers and stuff so if you get because you know you sometimes find those amazing like big autumn Mm. leaves with stunning colors stick it in the middle of a book and you know then you could i'm i'm start maybe i'm gonna start a pinterest board of like autumnal ideas stick it in a frame and keep it there's plenty you You don't do but to buy
3: buy bunches of leaves
0: six pound bunch of (laughs) leaves
3: anyway so people kicked off about this on twitter uh they just thought it was a bit ridiculous waitrose are yet to comment on on it um according to the evening standard uh i mean each to their own supply and demand
2: right i wonder if they do sell out
1: yeah i mean i'm quite
2: interested Mm. to see what the stats are how many people (laughs) have succumbed so waitrose if you're listening
3: let us know how's how's your autumnal bouquet range going,
1: because uh, we want to know. Autumnal bouquet range just <laughs> sounds nice.
3: Yeah, it does. But mm. when you look at the reality autumnal of it, autumnal is a nice word. It it's
2: quite. You know same. what else it is nice?
1: What is? Howling.
2: Well, what did you see this week? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have two things. I guess both of them can be connected. Uh, can be connected. Can be described as nice. The first thing I just wanted to mention, just for fun. So, did you see on social media a journalist <laughs> had put together all of the best bits of the Speaker of the House of Commons, Lindsay Hoyle, calling Bob Blackman MP for I think Harrow East, um, calling him like a captain and continuously referring to him as an aeroplane pilot. <laughs>
0: I saw it because you sent it to us, <laughs> and I think it's important to note for the listeners that it's because he's wearing like a Britney Spears headset, yeah, what? with with the little microphone. A... He's
1: wearing basically like,
0: a like pilot with the microphone.
1: Yeah, not a Britney Spears headset, a pilot headset. <laughs> yeah, she used well, to wear it. if Britney did it's it, not, she okay, owns it. Okay. The
0: headphones aren't very Britney Spears, but the mic yeah. coming da- across your face oh. is very. It's Britney just Spears.
1: very wholesome because every single time. Bob Blackman MP is speaking on Zoom and asking a question in Parliament. He's always wearing those headphones. Why would you buy new ones unless you were bullied by the Speaker of the House? Um, <laughs> but it's it's only it's it's joyful bullying. Um, All in good faith, exactly. All in good faith. And I'm just yeah. very impressed at how much uh, the Speaker how imaginative and creative he is because he has many different ways of introducing. <laughs> He'll be like, now we're landing the flight path to uh, Harrow East, <laughs> Bob Blackman. <laughs> and he started calling him Captain yeah, Bob Blackman. That was very funny. Me. But anyway, I wanted to speak about <laughs> that. Cute. Um But that's before last night I watched a documentary on Netflix. Have you guys seen the documentary The Social Dilemma? No. No. So I actually
0: did start watching, I actually did start watching the beginning of it this morning, um, but then I, I got tired and I watched something a bit more brainless. Okay, instead. exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I would say it, it's generally, it's very energetic. So you are going to be captivated okay. the whole hour and a half. So I watched half of it last night and then I watched the rest of it this morning. My mindset has changed so much. So let me explain what the documentary is about. It is looking at how the different social medias and the big tech companies in Silicon Valley are controlling our lives and essentially creating a a worse world. Um, And I know, I know, basically, I... We might need to, we might need to circle back to the <laughs> after this, just to, just. To... So I had two friends recommend me this. And I think out of the four of us, I'm the one that's on the phone the most. My screen time is usually four hours. I am literally on Ooh, Instagram. Hours. Yeah. My screen time is four hours on average every week. And I am without, I'm not, addicted to social media but I'm addicted to being bored and going on it I don't know if that makes any sense but mm. there are some people it is what I do if I'm bored that yeah there are some people who are very I I want to see what someone's posting I need to be posting blah 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 blah. I'm not addicted in that way but I am a very addicted scroller that's my issue yeah. and it's something mm, that you're I do you a passive user exactly it's something I do very instinctively basically the um, the documentary which literally has just gone on, on in the last two or three weeks on Netflix, it's led by Tristan Harris and he back in 2006 worked at Google on the Gmail team and he noticed that we were... That Google were basically creating a product for people to make them become addicted, and he thought that the company weren't looking at ways to make sure to look at the well-being of their consumers. So in the end, he campaigned a lot about this at Google, and he became the first design ethicist after ethics at um at Google. Just in case you didn't get that, because I didn't. Know that. <laughs> so we. I had, do need things spelling out for me. We. D- <laughs> We had that big guy. Then we had this guy called Jeff Siebert. So I might be pronouncing that wrong, but he was former executive at Twitter. You had big names like someone was at Instagram, design consultant at Google, someone's at Uber. Basically, big people in Silicon Valley. Who know what they're talking about. Who know what they're talking about, have made the algorithms that they're now complaining about. So Mm. they were... The documentary was split into different ways. They had this running storyline, so actors and actresses acting out how social media was affecting our daily lives, how someone can get indoctrinated, how they can um, become obsessed, how how when something is free, we're usually the product. People are buying us. They are buying how like our behaviours and they're trying to change us. And I know I'm there's a lot of information here. But what I'm saying is it's changed my mindset so much in how the social media apps, all they're trying to do is keep us on the app. And Instagram does such a good job of it. My discovery page, I could be on that for five minutes and I didn't have an intention, five, 10 minutes even if I see a video that's recommended to me by Trini, who I love, Trini and Susanna Trini, <laughs> then I will sit there and watch it. And ha- it's they were talking about how the algorithm gets to know you and all this stuff we know, but how the algorithm gets to know mm. you so well that in the end, every single thing that you're scrolling past, you'll want to see, so they're keeping you on the app. And they, they mm. moved... They talked about like how it worked at first and then they moved through to looking at stats and how um, it's affecting mental health and people are self-harming more and, and all this. And then it moved through to how it's affecting our politics and our democracy. And I just can't tell you guys to watch it enough. And as a result, tomorrow I am going to be taking a screenshot of my average screen time for the week and I'm going to be deleting my Instagram app for the whole week. And Instagram Mm. is my biggest issue because everywhere else, I don't really care. I'm using as a messaging tool Mm. or news or something like that. Instagram is the only app which is completely useless to me. And I hate how they are taking advantage of me and they're playing me and I don't want them to do that anymore. So I'm going to delete Instagram mm. and watch see, my screen time go yeah, down. Yeah, it's
3: interesting. See, I would say for yeah, me Instagram is my my purest one because on Instagram I only follow like my friends. And so I see it as like a really I get to see like what my friends are doing. Um mm. but that's because I've kept like my that's like my private one. I've keep
1: it But my Instagram like, is all my friends too. Controlled. I literally only I'd follow I never 10 go on I'm not
3: I never go on discover. I don't Never yeah, been don't. on the Discovery
0: I just page for Instagram. Once. What my friends are doing no, I don't like, yeah, Done, chill. But I do find it. I I find it. I've been finding it more difficult during lockdown yeah. than I ever have before. So, but I still haven't been. And, and, and it's so weird because in my mind I'm like oh no Instagram's depressing me oh no Twitter's depressing me even more and what I do is I go to TikTok because yeah. that's my purest one because it's just funny videos and it just makes me smile and laugh and I'm not comparing myself to anyone and there's nothing depressing and so that's like that's that like is a pick-me-up for me but then what I also I've never I haven't Sometimes I think, oh, should I delete these things? And I'm not brave enough to do it because I'm like, oh, I'd miss seeing what my friends are doing or whatever. So I haven't done it. But then, what I and I, but I did notice it was all getting me down, like more than it ever had. So I started like trying to pick up a book when I was wanting to go to my phone or what I did was I've now got my like mindfulness colouring book like next to my computer so because like there's a TikTok that I like where it's like I'm bored of looking at the internet um, on my computer so I'm going to look at the internet on my (laughs) phone and and so I was like okay instead of looking at the internet on my phone when I'm bored of my computer I'll just do a little bit of colouring because I I have noticed over the years that my mind has changed like I used to be I used to be able to sit and do nothing and I used to really pride myself on the fact that like I could sit for an entire train journey just looking out of the window and I didn't understand why people always had to be listening to music or whatever it was they were doing. And now I find it so hard to not to just shut off and have my eyes and my ears like not have anything going in them all the time. So if I can read or colour then at least it's like something different. But I still find I need that
1: like entertainment that I never used to need. And the documentary talks about that. And I just think I would happily make all 650 MPs sit down and watch that because the social media giants, they need to be regulated. And with when through regulation, then our behaviours will change eventually. And it's going to take a long process because it's literally been like, 15 years that since 2006 when i think facebook came about i think 2006 maybe that was twitter i'm not entirely sure um we've been on this upward surge of disaster basically so it's going to take a while to come back down but it needs to be done i honestly think that i'm worried for my child Uh, from watching that documentary i swear you need to watch it stressing
2: (laughs) me out Bake off, bake off. So anyway, the bake off. Um, but nonetheless,
3: follow our podcast on Twitter, you know. Um, but you can like listen to our Facebook. podcast.
1: Don't do meaning, meaningless things. And our podcast is very yeah, podcasts, informative.
2: Everything is fine. Like podcasts are fine. So don't stop listening.
1: <laughs> well, that's it for our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, why not subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And like I said earlier, remember to follow us on Twitter to get all the latest updates. We're at DYS underscore podcast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.